0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Grab a flashlight, put on your gravest face, and join me for The Haunt. Hello, everybody. My name is Dan Shenning, and welcome back to The Haunt. On today's episode, again, it's just going to be me uh, talking to you, and I'm going to explore different types of hauntings today, Uh for Specific types. Um, Residual, intelligent, Poltergeist, and demonic. Uh, For each of them, I'll go through, kind of explain what they are, and then give a little bit of a little tip on how do you get rid of one of these kinds. Um, I hope this becomes very informational uh, for you, and just to kind of spread the word about what each one is. So now, on to the podcast. Things. This is kind of like taking a tape recorder or a movie and playing it over and over and over again, just the same event. It's n- not affected by its surroundings, so if you were to take uh, your chair that's sitting in the living room, move it to a different spot in the room or... Put up a wall or take down a wall or a door, this uh, energy, this force, um, would not recognize that that change happened, it wouldn't even know it was there, and in fact, this is why we see in residual hauntings, the spirit or entity moving through objects, or seeming to move through objects, because it doesn't register that those objects are there. Uh, residual hauntings, th- the spirit is uh, something that was once human, lived a human life on earth, and these events come from energy that is trapped um, either in, in a building or an object because of some life event, usually something tragic, negative, um, that was traumatic to that, that being that caused this energy to... Uh, be here. Um, These entities are usually already in that house or building that you move into, uh, so nothing really kind of brings it there. You don't have any part in summoning it or causing it to be there. With a residual haunting, the person who is experiencing this activity might hear chairs or furniture being moved, footsteps, um, different kind of noises Um, throughout their house or apartment or wherever they're living. But nothing is actually moving. This is just part of the haunting. Uh, Residual is typically just noise. There isn't a lot of visuals to it. Um, I mean, it could be frightening, nonetheless. But they can't harm you in any way, shape, or form. Um, With that being said, though, there is no way to really get rid of a residual haunting unless it's tied to a certain object that you can get out of your house, the only way to not be involved with the residual haunting itself is to leave the place where the haunting is taking place because it's stuck there. It's just energy that's stuck there and it it can't leave. And it's just going to keep playing over and over and over again. So sorry if you're experiencing that. Uh, I guess you're just kind of stuck. But enjoy it because, you know, it can't hurt you and it's just part of it. It's a routine, if you will. So with that one, on to the next. The second type of haunting is intelligent haunting. Now, intelligent haunting is what we think about when you typically hear the word haunting, or ghost. It is what was once a living being, again, on Earth, but this type of spirit it has its own personality, its own understanding, its own knowledge. Back to the chair that I mentioned earlier, if you move it in your living room, the intelligent spirit is going to say, No, that, whoa, okay, this chair has been moved. Don't interact with it there. It's in the space now. It will not go through objects there in its way. So if you close a door, it's going to have to rattle, rattle, rattle that doorknob until it can open the door and go through the doorway like you or I would as living human beings. Now, what's fun with these spirits is that you can communicate with them through video recordings, electronic voice phenomenon on a, on a recorder, uh, maybe even just knocking on the walls. and Like, knock once, knock, knock, if or twice, if for yes, once for no. But... Um, different means, and uh, yeah, you can you can talk to these ones, and they can respond back, though you might not always hear it, or you might not even get a response. Um, an intelligent haunting, the spirit might not even know that it itself is already dead. Um, it may even feel like it's stuck here until it has accomplished a purpose, uh, whatever it may be. Um, Maybe it's watching over a family, maybe it's stuck here until an event in its life is uh, finished being played out, like if it was a victim of violence and it needs to make sure that whatever perpetrated the violence is now taken care of um, somehow, uh, for better or worse. It needs to see something play out. Getting rid of an intelligent haunting, can be easy, can be tricky, but you can't get rid of them. Uh, this can be done just simply by asking it politely to leave. Like, um, you can say, this is this is our house, this is my house. Um, you're no longer welcome here. Um, this will sometimes work. Um, if it's in the case of maybe it's like a personal family member or you know why this spirit is still... Uh, um, here on Earth, uh, inhabiting this realm, doing what it's doing, um, you, you can say, if you know it's watching over you, thank you, but we'll be okay, we, we don't need you to watch over us. Um, sometimes knowing that its mission is completed, it'll leave. Um, this is can give the impression of a guardian angel to people. Um, which is totally okay. Who knows? Maybe it is a guardian angel. Um, we're not sure. Um, but the point is that these spirits will leave. They're usually benevolent. They won't harm you. They're not out to harm you. They're just stuck here for some reason or another. And they're just kind of inhabiting the house with you. Um, and you can choose to ask it to leave, or you can choose to live with it and have a ghost buddy. Which I think could be kind of fun. I think it'd be kind of fun to have a ghost buddy every now and again. Uh... <laughs> who knows? And with that, let's move on to our third type of haunting. The Poltergeist. There he is. Yes, that is right. The spirit that caused the famous little scene for a girl to very creepily inform us that the ghost has in fact arrived to the house and to haunt the family. A poltergeist. I am excited about this one because it is so very different from all the hauntings that we have talked about or that you may hear about. Um, So what is a poltergeist? A poltergeist is German for noisy ghost or noisy spirit, which I think that's just fun. (laughs) Um, Because a poltergeist is not actually seen There's there's no actual physical manifestations. Uh, They tend to come in sound. They do a lot of sound, making a lot of bumps. They will move things around, again, to cause sound. Get attention. But what's really interesting about a poltergeist, to me anyway, is the fact that it isn't necessarily a ghost of a spirit, human or inhuman. In fact, rather, it is the subconscious... Human manipulation um, that causes activity um, from a living person. Um, it's normally centered around preteen girls um, because in, in the female body, when it goes through puberty, uh, gives off a great amount of energy um, during this time in their life. So subconsciously, they don't even know what's happening. They are the reasons that a poltergeist haunting happens. Uh, they're, they're how things move, uh, the sound happens. It sounds really out there and really far-fetched. But this is what it, generally what a poltergeist haunting is. Which, when you look at the movie, poltergeist. That's why it seems to make sense that the spirit focuses on the little girl in the movie and not so much on the rest of the family. Because she is subconsciously... Uh, creating the activity uh, that happens in the house. I'm not sh- saying she's the reason she gets sucked into like the weird portal or that the tree uh, comes alive or anything else weird that happens in that movie, which I love, but that gives kind of an idea as to why there's even a haunting in the first place. Um, a poltergeist activity is not a constant, whereas in residual or intelligent, it can just repeatedly happen. With a poltergeist, there could be weeks where nothing happens, and then all of a sudden one day, just thing after thing after thing, a nonstop haunting for a day, more days, and it could just keep going, and then suddenly stop again for a period of time. Now because a poltergeist haunting is centered around a specific person and not an object or a house or a location, the activity... Can only occur when that specific person is in the vicinity. So, if somebody is experiencing poltergeist activity and, say, the person who's causing it is now not in the house for whatever reason, they went up to go hang out with a friend, the mall, something, and they invite investigators over, there's not going to be any activity to be caught because. The person who's manifesting that activity is not there. Now, if that person was there, I'm not saying there would be anything caught, but there's a greater chance because the person who's manifesting it is present um, at the location. So the pull to activity could happen. The thing with this is, there's no way to get rid of it seeing as it's not an actual spirit um, it's, it, you can't be asked to leave since it's just energy that's being manifested from a living person the only way to get rid of it really is to just kind of wait it out because uh, eventually you know puberty ends and then they are no longer in those really awkward amounts of energy that's being produced during that time in their life which means the activity theoretically should die down and eventually go away altogether but if that's all we have it's just a waiting game and to be honest i wouldn't want to wait through that because even though this haunting can't hurt you or do anything to you really it would be scary to just be like sitting around reading a book doing your thing and then all of a sudden a loud bang or something flies across the room because of the energy that you're producing in creating this activity in your home. (laughs) So, there's that. So for me, that's the most interesting of the four hauntings talked about, because of the way that it's produced. Which leads us to the final haunting on the list, and that is demonic or inhuman activity. Now, just as the name suggests, a demonic entity unlike the others, was never human to begin with. It never had a human life, never lived on earth. It is a completely supernatural, otherworldly being. Um, So, like in the realm of Christianity, it is in the realm of Lucifer and his angels that rebelled in heaven and were cast down Um, and essentially, you know, here to wreak havoc. So, a demon. It, its main purpose. I mean, it's it's gonna hurt you. It, it wants to, because um, these these things are evil. They they want to just cause damage, and they're probably very happy to harm whoever they decide to be, to decide to haunt. Um, during this process, when they decide to haunt someone. Ultimately, they want to possess that person. Uh, it's one of the big things you see in all the big haunted house type movies that are put out there nowadays that it's like a demon now is coming here. It's now possessing somebody, or it wants to. Um, in the Conjuring movies, demon possession, uh, exorcism, demon possession. Uh, I mean, they're all great and they're scary. But that's typically what a demonic entity sets out to do, um, and, and the thing is you might not even know it's demonic when you first see it. A demonic entity can appear friendly. It can change its form to, to seem, you know, peaceful. It, it could look like an angel, it could look like the spirit of your dead grandfather coming to say hello you wouldn't be able to tell. And it, it's, it does this so that when you see it, you're more willing to welcome it into your life. You see the angels, like, I am your guardian angel. You're like, well, yes, yeah, come into my life because I want you to protect me, thinking that it is, in fact, a guardian angel, something there for you to keep you safe, when, in fact, it's not. Uh... Now, a, a, a demonic, inhuman spirit, some of the ways to know that there's something there, it has a very distinct smell. Um, it, it could smell sulfuric, uh, so like rotten eggs um, or rotting meat. It, it doesn't smell good, and the smell always comes with it. Um, I'm not saying that if you smell these things, there, there's a demon. I mean, you know, check your fridge, make sure that you don't have any expired food, that could be causing the smell first. Uh, definitely do your research into it. Before saying, ah, a demon, a demon, a demon, I'm in trouble. Because uh, that's most likely not the case. A demonic haunting is actually very uh, rare. It doesn't happen too often. Um, demons, uh, they are definitely violent. They, are, they will hit people, they will push people and objects to cause harm. Uh, they will scratch people, um, when they scratch, it's typically three, uh, like a three-clawed mark, um, and this is usually in a way of mocking the Christian Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, um, because it's demonic, It, it does not like religion, it doesn't like anything that is complete happiness, complete peace, complete joy, uh, Pure. It, it it's against. It's the exact opposite of all those. So it's going to mock them. <clears throat> now, if you do in fact happen to find yourself dealing with a demonic entity, um, and I hope to God that you never do. Really, the only way to get rid of that is to in fact uh, invoke the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, traditionally, it's done by the Catholic Church. Uh, basically, exercise either the person or the house or wherever you're located that you're experiencing this. Um, and even then, if you, if you do get the church involved and you are exercising it, this can take a wide variety range and times because uh, it all depends on if the church is willing to get involved, how strong the demon is. Um, even if the person who's being haunted, they have to be willing to want the help. They're not just going to say, yeah, come help me, please. Um, they they might like it, or they might not see anything wrong with what's happening to them. But with what I could find, the most successful way of getting rid of a demonic entity is an exorcism, is through the church. Um, you can probably uh, try it on your own. Um, you might be strong enough just to, just to sit down and talk with it. I would advise, if you are going to do that, make sure you have some kind of Religious or spiritual protection doesn't have to be Christian um, if that's not what you follow. But make sure that you're protected if you're going to do that, and do not do that alone. Uh, Demonic entities, though rare, are extremely dangerous and extremely powerful. So much caution is uh, asked for if you're going to do that. And with that, that is going to bring us to the end of today's episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you can be notified when I put up a new episode for your listening pleasure. And also, if you have any suggestions of topics you'd like to hear, or if you even have a question for me that maybe you'd like me to answer, in the uh, podcast description, my the email is there, um, thehaunt at gmail.com. That T-H-E-H-4-4 u n t at gmail.com all lowercase and uh shoot me an email and maybe your topic or question will be included in the podcast down the line <laughs> so with that i thank you all for joining me and i'll see you next time on the hunt you all take care <laughs>